Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How should the Minnesota Vikings approach their final game? It's week 18. There's about a 3% chance to make the playoffs. But let's just be honest. The Vikings aren't going to make the playoffs. It would, they would need an arm, a leg, and a miracle to make that happen. So what should they do? Should they go out and try to win? Should they sprinkle in some young guys to kind of see where they're at with their development? Or should they just go all out, use this as a developmental game? Because the Lions, they have seeding to play for. So they're going to be playing their starters. How should they go about it? Welcome to the Real Forno Show. Real Forno Show. Hosted by Tyler Fornis, the managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire, writer for the College Football Network, publisher of Substack Run In Shooter, host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as a founding member of Vikings First and Skull. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Real Forno Show. I'm your host, Tyler Fornos. With me, as always, top right corner, he's producer Dave. Dave, how are you? Doing great. Had a fun time doing the Who Will Be King NFC North Roundup show earlier this afternoon. We had a blast and was lucky enough to see the lovely and beautiful Miss Mary there in the remarks even. It It went live over the... Chicago Bears feed, and I didn't know we were going to go live today, but it was cool. No, that's awesome. Mary is one of the best, the absolute best, and 
Anytime you can get Mariana in the comments on a show, it's a good time. And we appreciate all of you guys joining us here live today. And we're going to talk about this Minnesota Vikings team. And Dave, this is a very weird team. Um, But I think we should talk about who's the starting quarterback for Sunday. That is Nick Mullins. He's going to get his third start on Sunday. And look, I, I love gunslinging. Um, as you can tell, Warren Moon is my favorite football player of all time. If you haven't, all you have to do is look behind me. Bada bing. Um, listen, it's it's frustrating. Um, oh, thank you, Raymond. I do sound better. I feel a little better. So feeling better is obviously a positive. So look, Mullins is going to make some stupid decisions in this game. He's going to make some bozo throws. He's going to make throws that his arm can't cash. We all know that. We all know he's going to do some of those things. But you know what he is also going to do? Make this exciting. Make it a fun last game in the regular season for the Minnesota Vikings and likely the last game of 2023 because he's going to be able to drive the ball down the field. He's going to be able to or he's at least going to try to make some of those difficult throws to continue to move the ball down the field. And it's going to be very interesting to kind of see what happens. Um, Dave, what do you think about this? Do you think it was the right decision to start Mullins? Do you think they should have gone with Jaron Hall or maybe gone back to Josh Dobbs because you saw the other two guys falter while he was sitting on the bench. I half dozen one, six, the other, I was initially thinking Hobbs or not Hobbs, but uh, Hall to get him more reps. Dobbs sounded interesting. Maybe as a possible, let's showcase him for his next team. See what he does after you know backing up and having more weeks of absorbing the the playbook, the KOC playbook. Yeah, but they ended up with going with their best chance to win, and I think that's Nick Mullins. And I still think the players and Kirk Cousins are not Kirk Cousins, but KOC are trying to win, and I think their best chance <laughs> is Mullins. He can throw for over 400 yards. He can throw four interceptions. But if he can keep that over 400 yards and zero interceptions, then it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I I think that's a really good way to frame the conversation, Dave. It's about trying to win this football game. And kind of the way we framed the title of the show, how should they approach the game, was more of a long-form conversation about, look, your hopes are pretty much dashed at this point. How should you go about this game? Not necessarily how they will go about it, how the organization feels that they're going to go about it because it's just different. Um, we've talked long and long and long about the culture of this team and what Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Dopaments have brought here moving forward. And it's about winning football games and winning football games. is The biggest part of this culture. And trying to always win. And that's where competitive rebuild comes in. It's not so much stripping it down to the studs. It's making those tough decisions while fielding a competitive team and still trying to win football games. Well, hey, 2023 may not have been the best foot forward as far as trying to get a Super Bowl. 
but they had to make some tough calls. They had to do what they did with Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. And then they made some other tough decisions, which are a little bit more arguable in letting Zadarius Smith and Dalvin Tomlinson leave via free agency and trade. Those conversations are something that you can kind of have as far as like, hey, maybe they should have tried a little more to win now. But as you look forward, there is a path that tells you, hey, they're going to be able to do a little more to win in the future. And that's kind of where this competitive rebuild comes in. It's not going full-blown one way or the other, whether it be just going all in to win this exact moment or completely stripping it down and trying to win in three years. It's trying to do both at the same time. And when you do that, this is a little bit long-winded, but if guys get hurt, you're screwed. And that's pretty much what the Vikings had this year. They had a bunch of injuries and it really hindered them. Just kind of is what it is, right? It is. It is. It's exactly what it is because the Vikings, the way they're doing it or the way I see them doing it, Quasi and company are, there's not a whole lot of players that are, that we'd call star uh, players that are, you know, anchored to be long-term prospects for this team that are on the roster out past 2024. Now, we're going to add Justin Jefferson. We're going to add Darisol. You have O'Neal. Those are your core players on the offensive side. But there's not hardly any others. Um, everything was set up that contracts expired early or expired within these last couple of years, you know, and last year was just run it all back to see if it was Zimmer's fault and Spielman's fault. This year they started the, they got rid of some of the old guys. Some were good choices. Some were bad choices. Some they couldn't afford. So it wasn't a complete, let's, you know, bring it back, see if we can win type deal. But it's all to have everything freed up so they can be start that rebuild. But at the same time, they go out and get some hopefully key free agents. Davenport was expected to be one of those. So that they can keep winning and keep competitive during this whole time when they start picking the people that they want to build and have that window open up here in the next few years. And this year, it started out, it looked like, you know, those bets to have those, you know, enough of those starters playing and playing well would have had us win the division again. And I fully believe that we would have. But Kirk Cousins went down, J.J. missed half the season, Davenport's a no-show, uh, you know, all sorts of things. Hicks was out for quite a while. There's just, it, it racked Everything up. Murphy's out now. You know, the whole thing. And it's not panning out the way we wish. And that may be a blessing in disguise when it's all said and done. Once we get through free agency in the draft coming up here this spring. But as of right now, it doesn't look great, but it is what it is. And every team, every once in a while has this year, those years where everything just falls apart injury-wise. 
And we had it in 2016, and now we have it again in 2023. Next year will be better. Theoretically, next year will be better, but there's a lot of different elements here at play. And the way they construct this roster, and we're going to have a lot of really in-depth conversations about where this roster is at and what they're going to do. The Vikings have 28 free agents on this roster. Okay. 23 of those are unrestricted. Two of them are exclusive rights. Or sorry, three of them are exclusive rights, which means that you are you have less than three years of vested experience. So Nick Muse drafted, released, and then signed to the practice squad. So he's not even on that initial rookie contract anymore. He's just signing for like the minimum. So he's got two years of experience. He's an exclusive rights free agent. That means the Vikings can keep him and they pay him a certain number. Last year, like Kairos Tonga got like $965,000. Blake Brandle was in around the same. Both those guys will be restricted free agents this year because now they have three years of vested experience. You need four to get unrestricted free agency. So they're going to have a few exclusive rights, a couple unrestricted. The rest are going to be um, unrestricted. So of the 23 that are unrestricted, Dave, you're looking at guys like Kirk Cousins, DJ Wanham, Daniil Hunter, Marcus Davenport, KJ Osborne, Dalton Reisner. Some pretty important pieces to this football team right now. And they have $37 million in salary cap space to sign their draft class and make an impact in free agency and signing their own guys. They're going to get money back. So Daniel Hunter has like $14.9 million in dead cap. They can trim off almost, I think it's about seven of it just by extending him. So if he gets a cap hit of $25 million on top of that 14.9 it wouldn't be a $39 million cap hit. You know what it would be? It'd be like 32, which is still a lot of money, but you're not talking, you're able to trim some of those dead cap portions down by giving them contracts extensions before the contracts void. So that's going to be important in this conversation. Another part, Harrison Smith it saves you almost $12 million by cutting him. And based on the player he is now, you do it in a heartbeat but it gets muddied because of what he's meant to this team, this organization and how many years of service he has. It's not as simple as just cutting somebody because they're, they just can't cut it uh, for what they're getting paid. It's, it's always more difficult than that. You have to have a business side and a PR side, because if you don't, you're going to make some really poor decisions and it's going to reflect negatively on your organization. But those conversations are going to happen. And the, one of the reasons why, we're kind of starting that now is about this football game and this football game. Dave is important for multiple reasons. One, they still have a fighter's chance to get in the playoffs. They need help. The Packers have to lose to the bears. The Seahawks have to lose to the Cardinals. And one of these two things needs to happen. The bucks need to lose to the Panthers or the saints need to lose to the Falcons. You cannot have both of those can happen and that's fine. But the whole reason is you have to be able to get a division win. 
and I think I think the Bucks are gonna like just the way tiebreakers work out and all that yada yada bing bang. Uh, you need those things to happen. Okay. So there's still an outside shot, but at the end of the day, the Vikings have to win. And one of the reasons we're talking about roster construction is you want to see a little bit more in-game action from some of your guys. You don't get to see a ton of. And I think that conversation starts with last year's draft class. Lewis seen Andrew Booth jr. Both played well in the eight garbage time snaps that they had against the green Bay Packers. But it's also garbage time. How much are you going to learn from garbage time? Not a ton. I want to see them play some real snaps. But it's not always that simple, Dave. It's not always, hey, we're just going to throw this guy into the fire and we're going to see what he has. You have to balance it with what you have going on with your game plan and trying to win. Because there's a reason why Lewis Seen hasn't played all season. And you just can't be like, oh, I'll throw him in there. You can but considering the motif of this team and the mission statement and the culture it makes it a little more difficult. Now I would like to see him worked in more. Maybe you play him 20 snaps. Just kind of see where you're at. You see him in practice, but practicing games are just different. Some guys think in practice and they go out and ball out in the games because they use mistakes. They have in practice. Like whenever somebody talks about, Oh, X quarterback through five interceptions today in training camp. Good. Throw picks in training camp. Throw them all. Because it's going to help you test boundaries on what you can get away with for the season. It's going to help you Im- <coughs> excuse me, immensely. And that's where this co- these conversations start. Well, how much do you play some of these guys haven't got a lot of playing time that you want to learn a little more about and balancing out trying to win? Because it's we're not talking preseason. It, it's a difficult balance, Dave. And these conversations can get really difficult because of that. They can. And it's, I'm, I'm curious to see. I, I'm curious to see if there's a score threshold where that's going to happen. Because Detroit may be thinking similar. Detroit plans, and Doc said he's here and they're playing, playing their starters. My bleachers to speakers, brethren, on the NFC North Roundtable show, said they plan on playing their starters. I think they're a little perturbed over what happened last Saturday, and they want to go out there and win because they have possible seeding. If they win and then a couple things happen with the Eagles and the Cowboys um, in their two games, they can move up to the number two seed. So they're going to go out there and at least start with their starters. How long they keep them in depends on what's happening in the game. If they run up a huge lead, insurmountable lead, I expect them to start pulling players. And if they're, if would they get to that point, I ex- hope KOC will be sticking in a lot of these players, Scene, Booth, yada, yada, Andre Carter, uh, et cetera, in as well, if it's not winnable. But as long as it's winnable, I expect the Vikings will play basically who they did last week as well um that they'll they're going to try to win it and they're not going to give up and put you know the young guys in just because as long as the game's competitive yeah i i think that's kind of where we're at but 
mixing in some of those guys, I think is going to be really interesting in how they kind of parse it all out because it's not always as simple as, Hey, we're going to just try and win, but it's good to get guys playing time. And especially when you have players like Harrison Smith who have been playing every single snap, look, Harrison Smith, Josh Mattelis, and Cam Bynum played every single snap for like 10, 12 weeks in a row. And that ended last week because they pulled him at the end because it was garbage time. The game was already over. Like, it's okay to, hey, let's pull Bynum out for a series. Let's pull Mattelis out for a series. Pull Harrison Smith for a series. And then guess what? Lewis Seen just got 20 snaps. And I think that's how you can kind of parse it out and have that conversation where we're trying to win. But at the end of the day, we also want to see how scene is doing. And Dan makes an interesting point. Um, he, he, he talks about uh, he thinks scene hasn't played because he doesn't have the smarts. Um, I would disagree with that. And he, I'll give you my theory and my theory um is not necessarily an original one, but in, and it's one I, I got in, like kind of started to believe in when it came to having conversations just about this team. The Vikings spent last year's draft drafting specifically for the Vic Fangio defense. Now, in its simplest terms, the Vic Fangio defense is soft coverage, which you guys all know that, but it's re- required on gang tackling. Everybody swarms to the football. So you don't have you can get away with a guy or two not being the greatest tacklers in the world because, oh, if guy one misses guy two, three and four will be around and you'll be able to make those plays. That's the premise of the defense. So you're going to prioritize speed. You're going to prioritize at like athleticism. Tackling comes secondary in those defenses with the Vikings. When the Vikings have been able to tackle, it's an adjunct disaster. Because it requires you to be a really good tackler. Well, guess what? Lewis Seen, Brian Osimo, and Andrew Booth Jr. are. They are not good tacklers. That's questionable. Evans is either. Evans, okay. I want to talk about a Caleb Evans, but we're going to do that here in a minute. I think it's because they got drafted to a different defense that they're not so worth, they're not really prioritizing those guys now because they can't be trusted to tackle. That's my theory. And are they going to be able to fix it? Maybe who knows, but I think that's why now, now let's talk about a Caleb Evans because I don't want this to come off insulting, arrogant or anything, but as a general whole in a vacuum, those who are saying a Caleb Evans sucks are just mad that he's been bad the past two games because he was really good. Most of the season, like we, I was singing his praises. Other people were singing his praises because he played really well throughout the majority of the season. He was just bad the last two weeks. And you know what? He's a second year guy. He's allowed to be bad. You know what I mean? Like it's, in your development curve, if you have a couple clunkers, we get it. We don't want it to happen. It's not necessarily okay, but you could take a look at it. And it's like, all right, fine. We'll move on. We'll move forward and we'll try and be better. Evans had clunkers. You, it, There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But he's had a very good season 
outside of those clunkers. Mm. Do you not agree, Dave? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, I think it's about 50-50. He's had good games and he's had bad games. I was just looking up I- his scores. It's. I think he's only had two bad games. Now, here, here's the tough part with PFF. They will ding you hard, and especially with how some of these coverages are, when it's not even your fault. Like the the Bengals game, that one where he was in the area trying to uh, um, get the ball away from uh, T. Higgins. I didn't realize this at the time. That wasn't even his coverage responsibility. And he's still there trying to make a play. Like, I I think he's been punished a little bit too much. And it stems from the past two games being really poor. I still think Evans is a capable starter. You don't want him on an island. You don't want him being your best cornerback. But he's a capable starter. You just need to have that alpha. And not having Byron Murphy Jr. has been really bad for this football team. It has hurt way more than I thought it would. I think it's hurt more than most people thought it would because this defense has kind of been figured out a little bit. Now they've been figured out in the running game too, because the Packers kind of dominated the Vikings with zone rushing concepts. They threw the book at them and it worked. Now you need a counter punch. And you know what? This off season, I fully expect Brian Flores to have a counter punch. I'm just disappointed that it didn't happen over the last few games because that is when we really needed it. It's not always that simple to have that counter punch and develop that so quickly during the course of the season. But now it's been three weeks. You've been figured out by three good offensive minds. Now, Ben Johnson gets a second crack at you. How are you going to adapt and adjust? That is what I'm looking forward to most on this game. Well, we'll find out. Yep. I don't expect it to go well. I don't either, but we'll see. And we want to remind everybody that today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Underdog Rescue. Now, if you remember my sweetie Claire before she passed uh, earlier in December, um, we got her from Underdog Rescue and they do tremendous work in saving animals and making an impact in the community. So if you want to adopt a dog, I recommend you check out their bevy of options. If you like certain breeds, if you like, I, we love French bulldogs in this house. So we, we will likely be trying to find a French bulldog at some point and we will go to underdog rescue underdog rescue, 
and you'll be able to uh, there's we'll have a donate link in the show notes and we will also be trying to help them out as well also please remember like comment subscribe do all the fun things and help us continue to grow so we can save even more doggies in the future Yep. All right. Saving dogs are cool. Mm-hmm. Dave's got a dog. We have a dog. You guys all know Odie. If you don't know Odie, I highly recommend you check him out. He's pretty dang cool. Um, look, I want to say this, and then we're going to really get back in the discussion. Tomorrow, at some point, we have not nailed down a time yet. We're going to continue our Skull Search series. So you're going to want to subscribe and turn that notification bell on so you know when we go live to start having a lot of these conversations. We're going to be talking about having doing a lot of single shows focusing on one or two prospects. And they'll range from 10 to 30 minutes. Quick, easy to digest, can listen or watch in a short time span. And we're going to get you informed. All draft process on all of these players. So you are ready for the NFL draft where we're going to be doing a lot, a lot of live coverage. It's going to be a great time. Who are some of the players we're starting off with? Tomorrow's episode, I'll I'll let you guys know first. And this is his name. I'm not making this up. Chop Robinson. Edge rusher from Penn State. We're also going to be in the in the next week or so talking about uh who who is the other one? Uh Tavondre Sweat, the Texas nose tackle, who I know who is is a member of the all forno team, which will have multiple, multiple members. Last year we had eight. We'll see how big it gets this year. Romo Dunze, the Washington wide receiver. And we will also be talking about Michael Penix Jr., the Washington quarterback. And that is going to be one of our better episodes because it's it's a quarterback baby. And I believe we're going to have a guest on for that who is an expert in Washington football. I just need to make sure we can get a rock and a rolling at the right time. But like I said, a lot of school search episodes, and those are going to be outside of these normal Monday and Wednesday time slots, which is why like, subscribe, and ring the notification bell. Because you know what? One day we may go live at 11 a.m. One day, maybe 7 p.m. Hell, we may even go live at 9 p.m. just because we're bored and want to do do some content. You're going to want to hit that that notification bell. Because make sure when you hit the notification bell, you hit the drop down, and you select all. So that's what keys you in anytime we go live. Otherwise, it's going to give you a summary later. Absolutely. And we're going to do a lot of those shows. Uh, just a spoiler, I'm my goal is to get to um, around 100, 150 prospects. That means potentially 100 to 150 Skull Search episodes talking prospects. You will not want to miss them. Easy. Ooh. Rick, hell, you know what? They may even be short enough where you can watch it while you're taking a poop. 
Because we, we all know we can't, we can't just sit around. It's not magazines anymore. It's being on your phone. So consume an episode of Skull Search while, while you're taking care of business. Hey, it's called being productive and utilizing your time in a smart manner. We're here to help. We're here to help. Multitasking. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, let's continue to have conversations about the Minnesota Vikings, who you could uh, compare to what you're doing on that toilet. They have not been very fun so far over the last few weeks. Yes, Aaron, Michael Penix Jr. will be an episode of Skull Search over the next week or so. Dave and I are still coordinating with it being the end of the season, how we're going to kind of go around, uh, go about getting these scheduled. But if you see a scouting report from me on Vikings Wire, you will see an episode on that player. So be ready. Now the Vikings. Uh, Hey, Dave, look, Josue is currently on the toilet. Hell yeah. That is how you multitask, sir. We appreciate you. Um, All right. No, we're, we're done talking about shit because, uh, Oh, fun fact. I actually shared this on my Facebook earlier today, Dave, you should go check it out. They had an astronaut on the daily show. And Cal Penn asks him how he takes a poop in space. And it's very fascinating to to listen to them taking a poop in space because you have to factor in gravity and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I think thereof. Yeah. I, I think being that you know you were in the Air Force and you did and you've done a bunch of en- engineering in your life, I think that would really interest you. It's, I already it's know only how like, they do it. Oh, well then it won't interest you. You already know. Um <laughs> it's basically take your vacuum and shove it up your wazoo sort of and that's the basic principle yep you have to aim really well uh well, okay they have a toilet i mean it it's designed to maximize its deal but anyways and some engineer probably got paid tons of money for it or somebody eventually did because when they went to produce it maybe not the engineer but the manufacturer you know it's space toilet so anything with space you already automatically add about six zeros onto the end of the end of it yeah that sounds about right all right let's continue having conversations about this football team dave do you think that they have a chance on sunday to beat the detroit lions at ford field realistically no possibly yes yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm I'm not convinced. Uh, I, now, the Lions are only favored by three and a half, which shocks me. Um, it's at their field, so they get three straight off the get-go. That yeah, tells the, me that they're going to pull guys in the second half. The Lions' defense is hit or miss when they play. Their offense is good except for when golf gets in the giving mood. But speaking of giving mood, we've got, you know, Nick Mullins playing. So I, if, if I was a wagering individual, I'd wager on Detroit. I want the Vikings to win. I never not want the Vikings to win. Um, I don't think they're going to though. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't think they will either. Um, just because it's look, it's a difficult proposition asking them to win after. Yeah. 
It's, that defense it's, is too beat up. I, I, that's no matter what our offense does. Uh, that our defense is just it's full of holes. Hmm. It really is, and it, it's it's just a talent gap. Um, they just don't have enough requisite talent, and the scheme is not able to mask that anymore. Um, that's I think that's the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway. The Vikings need to continue building up their talent. They just do. It's been pretty brutal. But let's have a conversation quick about what happens if the Vikings lose this football game. The Vikings lose this game. They can get up to the ninth overall pick. I thought it was eighth was the best case scenario. No, it's. I believe it's nine because they're at 12 right now. The three teams ahead of them all have the same record, but they have a lower um, strength of schedule. So if you have a lower strength of schedule, that's actually good good for draft position because it theoretically means you're a worse football team. Now the Jets are at or if they win, I don't think the Vikings can pass the Jets in terms of strength of schedule, which is why I don't think they can go to eight. And there's a chance I'm wrong there, but I don't believe I am. So if they lose this football game and you get wins from the Bears, the Falcons, and I can't remember the third team. Is it the Broncos? It might be the Broncos. Um, they're all the other teams that are 7-9, if they all win, the Vikings lose, the Vikings go up to ninth overall. So there is a chance the Vikings could significantly improve their draft position. I don't believe they can fall farther than 14th with a win. So just a couple things to be aware of, a couple things to be cognizant of. The Vikings could end up with a better position with a loss. And I think that's great. But as I adjust, as Dave said, we're Vikings fans. We're not going to cheer for a loss. We want the Vikings to win every football game because that means it's closer to winning a Super Bowl. But in the long-term scheme of things, losing might be better with this game because it gets the Vikings in position to potentially get that franchise-changing quarterback, which is something we, oh, it could be, it could work miracles on this team with with that quarterback. GMAC, no. If they lose, they're they're still locked in at three at minimum. They could possibly, if they win, possibly move up to two, depending on what Dallas and the Eagles do, and both have easy. And one plays, I think, Arizona, and the other one plays New York. Giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. I'm I'm very intrigued. And the one thing I'm really intrigued by is, and we talked about it with Jordan Love. Jordan Love finally got to see the Vikings defense for a second time. And that second time is when they were able to do some real damage. And how are the Lions going to be seeing it a second time when the first time they kind of whipped our butts a little bit? The Vikings would have tackled a little better. I think it would have gone better. Maybe instead of getting 31 points, they get 27. I, I think you could have potentially seen a slight reduction in points with good tackling. 
because their tackling was just horrendous. And it was pretty much across the board. Like Caleb Evans got pulled for it. He, he had a very poor game and that's, we already talked about him earlier, but how are they going to adapt? How are they going to change how they attack? Because they know the Vikings are going to key in on certain things. I think that chess match is very interesting. I think how the Vikings defense is going to adapt and adjust is as well. Can Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison get over a thousand yards receiving is another storyline to watch. Is Ty Chandler going to be anything in the NFL? Because outside of that one really good game against Cincinnati, he hasn't had a, he hasn't had good follow-ups last two games were pretty rough, especially against the Packers when pass protection, he was brutal. So how are they going to adapt and adjust and try and figure some of these things out? That's, those storylines, I think, are more important to me than, oh, the Vikings are going to gain a draft position. They're going to, you know, they're going to go from 12th to 10th. Like, for my own personal b- business, I would appreciate them to have a top 10 draft pick because it just makes things a lot easier for me as far as, like, collecting mock drafts and all that stuff. But, man, I want to see them finish on a high note. I want to see them finish positive. I want to see them show adaptation and be able to counterpunch what the Lions did to them last time and have a good game plan. We'll find out. It's we'll yep. find out. I love the argument over Quasi and his draft picks already raging in the comments. Listen, I'm I'm gonna have this um about the draft picks, you have to give it three years. You have to give it three years. Give it three years. And you know what? After next year, if scene is still nothing, Booth is still nothing, Asamoa is still nothing, then we can really criticize those picks. And we can look deeper into it. It's just too difficult to do after two years. Especially because like scene got drafted into a really, really good safety room. And he's in an even better safety room now. So uh, while I don't think he's necessarily good, how much of it is that he's bad and the guys ahead of him are just better? It's it's a difficult proposition. It takes time, and especially with a guy like Cena who had that brutal leg injury. Like Three years is a good development curve to see who a guy's going to be at the next level. Once we hit that three-year mark, you can really have those conversations. But... The top part is if if Quasi Dofomensa proves to just be a really bad decision maker and drafter, you're not going to know for a little bit for sure. You can get vibes, you can have good intel, like you can have like, oh, it's trending to be a really bad draft pick, but you really don't know until you hit at least three years because there's just so many different variables having within that conversation and context to have that conversation. It it's just too difficult to say anything for certain after two years. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, guys, I think that's going to wrap the show up tonight because we've kind of talked about everything we want to talk about. And I am still not quite a hundred percent feeling better. And as Ray mentioned earlier, I sound better, which is always great. <laughs> we're going to try and keep the, keep the voice in a good spot. In the meantime, 
Don't forget, we're going to have an episode of Skull Search tomorrow, Thursday, at some point. We're not telling you because we haven't figured that out yet. But that means you're going to want to ring the bell and and the bell will tell you when we are going live. And you know what? If you can't catch it live, that's okay. Because then you know the second you're able to, oh, I can go back and check it out. And I can be ready to go and we can have that conversation and we can have some fun. It's okay if you can't join live. It'll probably be during a normal work day. That's okay. My normal work day is sitting here and talking football. Not everybody yeah, is that, I guess, lucky is maybe the wrong word, but you kind of understand what I mean. Not everybody has that luxury. So ring that bell, like, subscribe, do all the fun things. It's a free way to help us out. And there will be some episodes of Skull Search that will be for premium subscribers only. So consider subscribing to the premium levels and we will be providing you with those benefits as well. Don't forget the next episode of Two Old Bloggers, Saturday afternoon, the last preview show of the year for at least the regular season. Yes. We'll see about playoffs, but <laughs> you won't want to miss it. I'm Tyler. He's Dave. The one thing we always say Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. Like, subscribe. And ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community that we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Skull, everyone! Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Part of the Fans First Sports Network.